Inside ADHD is ADHD Family's official podcast that provides parents with current research about ADHD and strategies for helping their children. ADHDfamilies.ca is a resource website for parents of children who have ADHD. All of the resources have been evaluated by experts in the field of ADHD, so parents can feel confident that they are receiving trustworthy information. For more information, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca. and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Krista Foran and I'm a registered psychologist at the Can Learn Society in Calgary, Alberta. This is our fourth episode for the month of October, which is ADHD Awareness Month. So we're excited that all month we have been tackling various ADHD myths. So if you haven't had a chance yet to listen to the first three episodes, um, I definitely encourage you to go back and check those out as well. Today's myth is the idea that ADHD medications increase the likelihood of abusing drugs. So we'll talk about that, but before we get to that myth today, I wanted to share some listener stories um, in celebration of ADHD Awareness Month. So we did have a parent uh, give us some great feedback about how they advocate for their child. Um, and one thing that was uh, that the parent mentioned was that they always ensure to keep regular contact with their child's school and other caregivers in the child's life. And also they mentioned the importance of keeping themselves healthy in order to be able to handle the daily challenges that come up because of the ADHD. And this parent also mentioned that it's not necessarily easy to always handle these challenges and sometimes they may lose their temper but they always pick themselves back up and start over again and remember to apologize to their child if they did lose their temper which is a really great point uh, that I wanted to talk about just related to self-care and taking care of ourselves as adults or as parents in the lives of children who have ADHD one of the best ways that we can be uh, there for these children is to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, that we're getting proper sleep, we're eating properly, we're getting some downtime and some rest, so that we have the most amount of patience and compassion for these children as we can throughout the day that we spend with them. So I think that was a great um, point that this parent made and I just encourage all parents to consider how can they improve or increase upon their own self-care so that they can have a greater capacity to be compassionate and kind um, and supportive to their children. And the other thing to also remember is that 
uh, like this parent said, that you're not going to be perfect, that some days are not going to be easy, and that you are going to lose your temper and get frustrated. And on the one side, to be uh, to make sure that you're communicating with your child and apologizing um, if you did lose your temper, but also on the other side, to be compassionate toward yourself and know and understand that some days are more difficult than others and you're, no one is expecting you to be perfect. So that is also um, part of the self-care, is to be honest with yourself and give yourself compassion so that you can apologize if you need to, but then move, move forward in positivity. So thanks to the parent who shared that really great feedback. Um, to us, if you want to send more feedback, check out the ADHDfamilies.ca website. There, our survey will be up for the next couple weeks for, for the end of October. If you want to share um, what myths have been sort of busted for you and also how you advocate for yourself or your child. So on to myth number four today. And today's myth is ADHD medications increase the likelihood of abusing drugs. So this is certainly a concern that many parents have when um, the topic of medications is brought up in sort of the whole um, array of treatments that could be used to treat ADHD. And the one thing I do want to remind our listeners of is while medication has certainly been found to be quite effective for this disorder. It's it's not seen as the one and only thing to be done for the disorder. And we have also discussed this in previous um, episodes that medication should always be combined with things like strategies, healthy lifestyle, and learning more about the disorder itself. So medication always should be used in combination with other treatment approaches. Now in the medical field, the stimulant medications are, are considered the first-line treatment for ADHD. And this basically just means that these medications have been found to be most effective for treating the disorder. However, there are also some non-stimulant options that can be considered, and they're considered second-line or second choice um, when there are reasons to believe that stimulant medications would not be safe or appropriate for the person. So it's very important that the prescribing physician ask the patient about things like their health history to determine what type of medication would be best and also most safe to use. But there has been quite a bit of research evidence that suggests that having ADHD increases a person's risk of substance abuse. Now it's important to understand that the evidence actually points here to the actual symptoms of ADHD, um, and a lot would argue the impulsivity in particular, as what places the person at risk for substance abuse not the actual treatment for ADHD. So we need, to, we need to see the difference between what those two statements. So impulsivity, remember what that is, saying or doing things without thinking about the consequences. So like I said, we need to make, to make sure that we understand the difference between what we're talking about. The inherent, so inherent in the symptoms of ADHD 
is the risk for substance abuse. And the other issue is whether or not the stimulant medications that treat ADHD increase the person's chance of abusing drugs later in life. Um, and as we know from several studies, several studies and research have found that stimulant medication for childhood ADHD does not appear to increase, increase risk for later substance abuse in adulthood. Um, in a longitudinal study, which means when they follow kids for a period of years or a period of time, there was no association found between stimulant treatment for ADHD and risk for substance abuse in teenagers, and this was at an eight-year follow-up, so they had followed these kids for about eight years. Now, what if the individual does have a history of substance abuse already? and they also happen to have ADHD. So this is definitely one concern um, that families and doctors should have about starting stimulant medication treatment for ADHD if there's a history of substance abuse already. It's important to understand that many individuals with ADHD who are perhaps undiagnosed and untreated may actually self-medicate themselves with drugs and alcohol um, without really maybe understanding that this is what they're doing, that they're using certain substances to treat their um, undiagnosed or untreated ADHD symptoms. So many of these individuals may report that they use substances to improve their mood, so how they feel, to improve their sleep, or to help them focus. And not all of these um, individuals are necessarily using substances just to get high. So they may also be using substances to help with mood-related problems due to the low self-esteem because their untreated ADHD has led to several experiences of failure for them. So remember, as I've said in previous podcasts, that the only reason why we treat ADHD in the first place is to increase the possibility for successes in daily life, which then protects the person's self-esteem and their self-concept. Now, many adults with whom I have worked with have reported to me that they purposely drink coffee, which contains caffeine, before bedtime to help them fall asleep. So the coffee that contains the caffeine, which is a stimulant, helps them with focus and concentration. Many of the adult clients who use coffee to fall asleep say that it helps to slow down their thoughts and focus on actually going to sleep rather than being distracted by other activities or their own thoughts. So that's just sort of a more common example of how um, some adults might use stimulants, and in this case it would be caffeine from the coffee, to manage their symptoms, their ADHD symptoms. Many clinicians who have treated adults with ADHD with stimulant medications who also had a history of substance abuse reported that the substance abuse was easier to also treat because the person was less impulsive and better able to make better decisions when considering whether or not they wanted to use substances. Now with that being said, it's still very important that the person who has a history of substance abuse be monitored carefully and be provided with support for this when also being treated for ADHD. So some things that parents or um, uh, adults who may have ADHD would probably should discuss with their physician if substance abuse is a problem. We need to consider questions like, 
what are all the medication options available for an individual with ADHD who has a history of substance abuse? Would it be better to try a non-stimulant medication if risk of abuse is currently high? And, and something that physicians may want to consider is they may want to see a certain time period um, of sobriety from substance use before considering stimulant medications as an option for the person. So in this case, it's always about what's sort of the current risk of abuse um, and how can you work that out with your physician. And this should always ask about your health history as well. Parents, um, I definitely encourage parents to talk to um, the physician about the safety of long-acting stimulant medication and how easy or difficult they are to abuse because long-acting medications are delivered in a very different way than the short-acting uh, medications, which is what most people in the general public think about when they think about ADHD medications, is um, the medications that came out years ago that you had to take several times per day because they were short-acting. So I really encourage parents to talk to the physician who may be prescribing these meds to give them a description of the difference between long-acting, short-acting, and what's the difference between um, how easy or how difficult they would be to abuse those medications. One other concern to keep in mind is what the medical field would call diversion of medication, which is basically means um, an individual who's been prescribed a medication giving or selling that medication to other people. The prescribing physician should have a conversation about this and determine the risk of this happening with the individual and make appropriate decisions about treatment based on this risk. And the research basically tells us that diversion is more of a problem for teenagers and young adults and people who are already using um, other drugs. So definitely those conversations should be had um, if those risks are there and in those particular age groups. For teens and for college students in particular, the physician may speak with them about strategies that they can use to avoid problems with diversion or um, getting caught up in uh, having other people ask them for their ADHD medication. So one really just great example or strategy for that is to keep your medication private. You don't have to tell people that you're taking that medication and then basically other students won't ask for it because they won't know that you take it. So in general, I just wanted to wrap up, it's, remember that it's important to understand that the ADHD itself actually places a risk, uh, the individual at risk for substance use and abuse. Um, and many individuals who have undiagnosed or untreated ADHD may actually use substances or alcohol to self-medicate those symptoms. And research has not shown a link between stimulant medication to treat ADHD in childhood with increased risk for substance abuse later in life. So that's important to know. However, it is important for families and physicians to discuss risk, particularly when working with teens and young adults, and decide together what type of medication may be the best fit. So the take-home message here is that it's always should be um, a discussion between the, the patient or the family and the physician 
based on their individual needs and their individual level of risk. If you want more information about medications, the Canadian ADHD Resource Alliance website um, is an excellent resource for both physicians and parents, and that's at www.cadra.ca, and CADRA is spelled C-A-D-D-R-A. And for more information um, about ADHD in general, you can visit our website at ADHDfamilies.ca. And we'll be really excited to wrap up our ADHD Awareness Month myths next Monday. Um, so be sure to join us next week, and we will catch you next time. for listening to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. For more information about ADHD and how to help your child, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you'd like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHD families at canlearnsociety.ca.